Hi, I'm Rebecca Roberts. Hi, I'm Harriet Small. Welcome to Have You Got Five Minutes? PR comms and marketing podcast answering the things you'd normally have asked someone really quickly about at an event or while making a brew in the office. Hey Harriet, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. So, we're going to be chatting about inclusive photos. Obviously, it's LGBT History Month, and we get it with lots of stuff in the calendar, like Black History Month. You can kind of tell, can't you, online, where teams clearly haven't planned much. And I feel like if you use too much stock, it kind of indicates a bit of a problem. Yes, and I saw a piece in Galdem where they were talking about how there has been a 200% increase in requests for photos of people from diverse backgrounds or photos that represent um, different people. And I was actually looking into this report that they signposted, which is by Shutterstock. It was really interesting because people were saying that what they're looking for is authenticity, representation and nature. So real people, real lives, real situations. And it kind of made me think about how over the last year we've sort of ditched this whole thing about because there is a lot of restrictions, there's so much we can't do, the world's changed and all those beautiful pictures we used to take when we were on holiday or the amazing photo shoots, those just can't happen. So I was thinking about like some of the um, stock image sites that I've been recommending recently and, and, and also where people can get pictures. Having diverse photos and imagery that reflects your organisation for all the audiences you want to reach if you don't make that business critical and it's just like a nice to do you're gonna have issues and I think as soon as you make it like a business critical thing whereby for instance you go well actually this is how we want to look as an organization so actually yeah our stock images need to look like this but we would actually invest some money into building up our photo stock and having a strategy to work with different communities or having a style that we grow because then it becomes like part of who you are rather than oh god can we just get our manager to hold a rainbow flag because we've got nothing like and for me, there's a bit of an issue around that race to the bottom, around the creative industries. If you're just trying to plug a gap, then you've got an issue because you're not actually, that's not an approach around your communications if, you don't, if you're not building that like more dynamic um, image bank. Yeah, and when you talk about plugging a gap, I remember last year, some people got caught out when they were trying to pretend like their organisations were diverse and actually using stock images as a representation of people work at their organisation and they weren't. And I think people have got more savvy to how to trace back where this photo has come from, um, who shared it, what what the picture is. And another thing I heard about when I was I joined Lions Live last year, done by Can, I think it was the CMO of Google who was saying um, they went to great lengths to increase the diversity in their photography internally and externally. Eventually, they realised that actually they weren't being truly representative because they only had light-skinned people of colour rather than a mixture of dark-skinned and light-skinned people of colour. So they were perpetuating more racism or colourism than they had even realised. And so they've gone to great lengths to try and rectify that. And even when you think about beauty brands, a lot of them will say, well, we've got people of colour in our campaigns, but what shade are they? You know. Are you really, truly being representative? 
yeah, it's just interesting to see the way in which pictures are used. Massively, and I think it comes back to that whole point about making it strategic and part of your strategy. So, for example, we saw a lot of supermarkets saying, well, actually, we're going to start working with people with disabilities to promote clothing lines. I really get frustrated when people share images sometimes, especially on corporate accounts, and they don't use things like alt tech. Yeah, so I think that's another one I think people just need to get a bit more savvy with on social yeah, it was how people actually are going to see your brand and organisation. Like, why wouldn't you take it seriously? It's important. We're talking about email newsletters. Yes, Twitter acquired, I hope I say it right, Review, and they have started rolling out the newsletter feature on Twitter. They, they should pay me for that for that little plug yeah well they should i mean there's so many providers now aren't there you just wonder where it's all going to go with building newsletters i mean how many you signed up for do you get loads and loads i'm quite selective so there's a couple that i get because i've either gone for their events or sort of downloaded a piece of work but i think the ones that i really like that i actually read is probably black ballad pr week Pons Rebel, Dane's Clear. I actually like a good LinkedIn newsletter as well. Yeah, similar. I, a few emails like Coms 2.01, Coms Rebel, Make Work Better, um, Cut to BS is a new behavioural science one due out from LimPR. Monday PR Club, High Tea, which is about internet culture. And then I've got like some digital, so social chains daily kind of update. And then I have like the youth marketing ones like Voxburner and a couple of others. Internal comms must be like the biggest area to get right at the moment with like the way that things are well this is one of my biggest frustrations about internal comms and email newsletters you can work at an organization that has huge budgets for comms and marketing and yet when you ask for a email newsletter platform that can be integrated in internally to staff it's very very difficult there are like loads of platforms that we can use so there's like banana tag and popular and but the problem is that a lot of the budget goes to the external stuff. So you'll, you'll see a lot of companies will market outside and they'll spend a lot of money on that. But in-house, it's very difficult. But I think with the people who are on furlough, it's tricky because you've got to keep them engaged. But at the same time, you can't, you can't actually get them to do any work. It is going to have to change. Also, people are getting really fatigued by the online thing. So I don't know whether... Some organisations will even consider going back to old school text messages. Yeah, it will be an interesting one. We were talking about culture and what people are missing on lockdown. I think people do miss that personal side. And I don't know whether email internal newsletters can get that across at all. It's a really difficult one. I always like separating them out. So it's always good if you've got the sections for like achievements and that kind of thing and the, the little recognition. So that people know, so when you get a good achievements one, you can read and say, oh, this one's about the good stuff we're doing. This one's sort of like maybe it's the one we regularly get about everything that's going on in the organisation. So I think even the way you brand the newsletters is so important. I've had a few conversations with people around like more like the marketing CRM side of late around, I think people are getting that, that fatigue of handing over their details and like having another email and you know, you speak to a company once and then that, like literally till the day you die, they're going to be pestering you. And the trend for like the short CRM cycle, engaging with people for maybe a few weeks or specific to a particular topic or event and then stopping it. And I think that's quite powerful, particularly from a product perspective, but definitely from like student recruitment, but youth audiences that don't necessarily want to like lock in with you for long term. And I think that'll be a really interesting one for comms. Yeah, Adidas send me a lot of emails from part of their... Um some of their communities and clubs. 
And I really like their emails because it's always about one or two products and it's really visual. It just gets straight to the point. They don't put pressure. It's like the Gary Venichek stuff around, like the jab, jab, hook stuff, which is that you can't just ask for stuff every time you speak to someone. You've got to give value. And I think it's a really good one to remember that. It goes for the same whether it's an internal or customer, like you can't just constantly ask. Yeah, and also just the the, the platforms themselves. There's just so many now. Like you've got MailChimp, you've got... Substack, Squarespace has got one. Yeah, there's just loads now. One thing I do say to a lot of teams around, particularly youth marketing and engagement, is around like they're like, oh no, we want more young people to sign up to our newsletter. And my first question normally is, why would they? What's in it for them? And I think actually, if you look at your comms in a bit more of a brutal way, like, is it useful? Are we are we not just broadcasting? I think that always helps because newsletters do become a little bit like that. Like, oh, we need to tell them this, and we've got all these things to tell them, and you kind of forget them as uh, audience groups and what they would actually get from that communication and also you've got to pace them if you give them too much too soon and then you go quiet on them and then you come back and all of a sudden they're back you lose their attention thanks for joining us and everything we've mentioned today will be in the show notes we're here to answer the questions you need answers to and talk about the pr communications and marketing topics you care about because we've got five minutes you can dm us or contact harriet at comsobercoffee.com and rebecca at threadandfable.com if you're enjoying the podcast please do rate review and subscribe so others can find us find us on twitter at rebecca seven roberts and at harriet smallies 